Okay, here we are. We are now episode four. See, I didn't write that time. Of Eat, Drink, and Be Scary. Uh, we are, for eating and drinking, uh, we're having mimosas because it's a fine Sunday morning. And uh, and we're eating um, avocado toast and uh, we're eating cinnamon rolls. And the cinnamon rolls seem to be, uh, our special guests today are Tanya's dogs. And that's why we're here in the heavy breathing because there's food out. But they're very, very excited. So anyway, uh, so with us we have Tom. Say hi, Tom. Hello, Tom. <laughs> Ryan, say hi. Hello. And Tanya's in the kitchen right now, so... I'm coming, I'm coming! Sorry, I was, I was putting the cinnamon rolls away. <laughs> she did a really, really great job. Uh, I think, so this week, uh, we are, we're going to talk about something that's been a little fascinating to me as of late. And then, uh, but it's going to be people who claim they're time travelers. And time travel in general, correct? Well, yeah, we can talk about that as well, because of the theory behind it. It was really interesting when uh, some it, doing the research on these people that claim to be time travelers and listening to their theory of what time travel was. They're very, very vague. So, uh, with that, let's talk about well, let's let's talk about your theory for Ryan. Let's talk about your theory of time travel. So let's hear your background on this. Well, I've been studying time travel and quantum mechanics for quite a while. I studied the chaos theory and nonlinear dynamics in high school, and did a paper on string theory and wormholes. And as we go into time travel, we'll talk a little bit more about wormholes and why they're relevant to most popular theories. But I think Tom's got a pretty good idea on a couple different theories that we should talk about first, just because each one has a different perspective on time travel. And then from there, each one has more scientific preface behind it. So. Well, m- more about the passage of time, just the ideas of the passage of time and how there's two main camps of thought about the passage of time. There's like a A type where there's a present, a past, and a future, and they live in you know, their own individual realms, and then there's a B-type where everything's happening simultaneously and it's more index of it, so. My mind's blown. Already. Tanya, you got any thoughts on this? Sorry, I was just petting a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what they call it? (laughs) That's it? Oh, nothing? All right. My brain doesn't work that way. I mean, I'd love to sit there and have a theory on time travel. Um, but I, I can tell you the, the thing, especially watching these, these interviews and doing a lot of research on these people who claim to be time travelers and reading, just, they can't even explain it. They can't. They're like, well, then we're going to go into the depth of time travel. And they go, one, one of the guys says, you get in a sphere thing. It's a, a, a sphere thing. He goes, you get in a sphere thing. Like, you, wouldn't you know what that's called? It's a sphere thing. Yeah. So here's that's, how time travel That's a technical works. term. You get in a sphere thing. And then everything goes white. And it goes... Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and there's weird noises, but that's normal. Oh, yeah, he did say that. He did say there... Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He specifically Don't said there's it. weird noises, but it's normal. So this reminds me of that Doritos commercial where the kid gets into the box in his front, dad's front yard. <laughs> no, he, he puts his dad in the box. And then the only reason why he does it is so he could steal his Doritos, but he starts shaking the box. And then... He leaves, and the neighbor comes out because they're on the neighbor's yard, and the, the dad pops out, and he sees what he thinks is his kid who's 85 years old. And oh, yeah. <laughs> that commercial is hilarious. Yeah, I did. That's a really good one. Um, okay, so I did some research 
on people who are claimed to be time travelers. Okay. The people themselves or what they've said or what? But more the people what they I mean, there's, okay, so I don't know how familiar you guys are. One of the, one of the very first ones that I researched was this kid named Noah. Okay. Are you familiar with him? He's the one that's on the Apex. Well, he's one of. Okay. He's been an internet sensei, or had been, right? He started making videos in 2017. Okay. And the biggest problem I have about watching anything that this guy has done is he just sounds like an idiot. He just really sounds like one. And he's, he's supposedly from the future. He's supposed to be 70. 70? He claims to be 70. He goes, I know I talk like a millennial. No, you can't make it. You talk like a dumb millennial. Like, you can't make a sentence. Welcome. Sorry. Oh, there we go. I was pulling it up. And this guy claims that he is 70, but he, only, but he looks 27. He and looks 17. I mean, he looks 17. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he does. He looks 17. Yeah. But he... I'm sorry. He said he's... He's from... Let's see. He looks... Let's see. He's, 2017 is when this first came up. Made his first video. He's made tons and tons of videos. He says things like... So much people are going to question this. So much, so much war, or so, or so much. He, it's just he can't make a complete sentence. This guy's that sounds like falling apart. Yeah, like, like 1984 and the double plus goods and yeah. This guy said he can't make a complete sentence. He also says Trump's going to get reelected and that we're going to go to war with North Korea. These are things that he claims. Well, we've also been claiming that the North Korea thing for a while. Yeah, and he. Um, he started crying because he said that he was going to get arrested, caught soon because it's illegal. What is time travel? Time, time travel. Is time travel came out in. Uh, it was released to the public in 2027. Is what he is. Claiming. So is he a fugitive in time? Is he just waiting until he goes back to when he traveled time, and then they're just going to be waiting for him? Like we know what you did. We've been Ten waiting years here. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We saw the YouTube videos when you're hiding. Anyway. It, I, I have a really hard time with this guy. He's okay. An, he's an idiot. So they made... Okay, so he was claiming that time travel was legal in 2028, 2728, yeah. but it's illegal? He became public, and then now it's illegal? He became public, and it's, uh, you're only supposedly allowed to do it like on vacations, and it's really expensive. Isn't that a movie? Yes, Time Cop. <laughs> John Cop on Down. So, all I've got to say is, like, so the government supposedly got us. Well, I mean, we got to the moon in 1969. They're supposed to be able to put, SpaceX can put private citizens up in space now. That's been way more than 25 years. And um, if we were supposedly crashed by Roswell and aliens in 45, we still don't talk about that. That's been way more than 25 years. So why in 25 years have we have discovered time travel is the government suddenly going to be like oh yeah that's the moratorium let's let's go ahead and give it out to everybody well they're saying one of the things that he and another one of the apex guys claim is that they uh we already know about aliens and that trump has met with one trump has met with an alien yeah and then he built a wall to keep him out of the united states he was golfing with kid rock today (laughs) in the news i saw maybe that's the alien he's gonna build a wall to keep martians out he's gonna make the martians pay for it which is gonna be really amazing but it'll be huge. <laughs> it's the best of all the walls. Uh, so oh, okay. So uh, okay. So the, the thing about that is, he says that at the same time that we discover that um, time travel exists, is the same time that he dis- that we find out aliens exist. In twenty twenty eight. Yeah, it's the same exact time. Are they related? 
I don't think Ooh. so because if there's, are you guys familiar who Daryl Dean is? I've heard of him. But okay, Daryl Dean is same thing. He says time. Same thing. Time travel came out in 2020, uh, 2028, I think. Yeah, 2028. He's from the year 2033. What he also says is aliens are not as smart as us. Or as smart. It's just they're more advanced. But that, wouldn't that make them smart? How does that make any sense? Yeah, I know. They're more advanced, but they're not smarter. So other alien and they're already here. To them. <laughs> well, okay. So it, the way that could work in my mind is that the technology would necessarily be more advanced because possibly they have different resources than we do. Right? Let's say they have something that allows them to travel through space pretty quickly because there's a, an element on their planet that we don't have. So it just made it easier for them to achieve this with right. less brain power. Well, let's say that you and I, you're an alien and I'm from here, and we both have the same IQ, we both in the same field, but if, you're, if you have different elements or tools to work with, your technology could be more advanced or less advanced than mine. Sure, but he was saying that on a diminish, diminished capacity, though well, they're more advanced, but on a diminished capacity. Well, it could be something like, uh, hey, they kept their appendix. We found out the appendix lets you breathe in space. Maybe that was it. <laughs> That's what gives you telekinesis. That's the one. <laughs> and this, so this Geraldine guy, he's really interesting because he's in, he also talks like an idiot. He talks like a moron, and he's the one that says things like... Well, uh, maybe time travel's really hard on you. It could be, because he says things like, oh, in the future, on Earth, he says Earth. He says Earth, like he, with an F? Yeah, he says, here on Earth, in the future on Earth, we have these exosuit things. We, you, can't, you don't even know the name of them? He also calls them, he says, and we have these brain chips. They're just called brain chips? Are you going to put something in your brain? It hey, we have this thing without a proper name? It obviously doesn't work. You know... No. What what we're maybe the folly we're all falling into is we're expecting somebody intelligent to want to travel back in time. Whereas maybe twenty twenty eight it becomes, you know, legal and by twenty thirty three it's just some regular guy who's like, you know, I've got nothing to do better on Saturday and he's not he's just the average Joe going back. He doesn't know what these things are called. Well all the time people are interacting with stuff all day long. The the Xbox thingy and over there and whatever car that they drive and how the hell are you supposed to expect everybody to know everything that they have if they're just some regular Joe? It reminds me of The Simpsons, where Homer went back to the dinosaurs and stepped on that plant. And then when he came back, dinos- er, donuts didn't exist. It was raining donuts. <laughs> <laughs> donuts didn't exist, so he was freaking out because he didn't know how to fix it. And then it started raining donuts after he left. And they had lizard tongues. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly that. like that. That's it, it could be that. But So both of these people claim, both Noah and Daryl Dean, both claim that time time travel is uh, it's something you can do. It's it's like like going on vacation. But he said it's expensive at first. This is Geraldine says it's expensive at first, and then gets cheaper over time. So uh, think about that though, right? Right. But then why don't you just go get it once, pay for it, and then just go in the future where it's really cheap and just do it that way? Well, my question is, what about all the liabilities? If you go, how do you travel back in time? And if you do, <laughs> do you do go to a company that doesn't exist anymore once you've traveled back in time? Right, and you go, I guarantee Shit. it doesn't exist because I wasn't I, even born. Yeah, now I now I can't get back. That's why I'm stuck common. here. So why are these two dicks the ones that like? Hey, everybody! I, I, you think you got to sign a waiver? All right, if you go back in time, you can't tell anyone that you're from the future. And they come back and they go, Yeah, yeah, I'll sign it. 
Now, you know what? I want to be a YouTube star. So I think I'll just tell everyone. I'll use all my powers. Oh, and uh, like the Noah guy says, uh, he's he's not allowed to use his time travel knowledge to bid on games. And uh, How would they know? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, he, I hold myself to a moral code that I'll tell you everything about the future, I but I won't yeah. use it for personal gain. Right, but here, best friend. Yeah. Here are these numbers. You didn't get it from me. Here you go, Biff Tannen. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I... Listen, I would tell you guys. I'd go back in time. I would, too. Absolutely. I'd, I'd, actually, I'd go ahead. I'd go to, like, Thursday, so I know what the ball numbers were, and then I'd come back to now. Yeah. But that, that poses a whole different conversation about traveling forward in time. And that's also... You know, psychics have that code, too, and that's a conversation for another day, but uh, a friend of mine who claims she was... A, I don't know. I was just a co-worker. I worked with this girl, and she said she was a psychic. She, she was, was least, a psychic? She said she was a psychic. She was the least powerful psychic of all her friends. And I said, well, why don't you hmm. use your powers to get lottery numbers? And she said, it's against our code. They're not mine. <laughs> I don't understand. The least powerful of all their friends. I feel like that's like a Captain Planet thing. Right? <laughs> if they all touch elbows, they turn into the power- most powerful psychic. Come on, you're not pulling your weight here in the circle. Heart. She's, a, she's like the thumb of Voltron. Like everybody else <laughs> and she comes in and goes, bloop, at the last second and, and pops in. Uh, now I can grip the soda. That's right. <laughs> that actually, posable thumbs. I get, actually yep. is a big thing. I, sh- I should have. But I get it. <laughs> I should have said pinky toe. It would have. Yeah, it would have been more real. Right. I still like the thumb of Voltron, though. That's pretty nice. The thumb of Voltron. Yeah. <laughs> Before that, he the sword. It just he was fighting with his elbows. It was right. crazy. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I want so, that on a T-shirt. <laughs> the thumb of Voltron. We should start naming our episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're gonna call it. All right. We might, <laughs> but we won't. But maybe we'll throw that in the conversation. Let's do it. Uh, although, if we ever sell shirts, it'll be where the thumb of Ultron. Uh, so, going back to these people and time travel, is there any part of you guys that believes this could be true? From a scientific standpoint? The part of me that's from the past believes it's true. Oh, good God. <laughs> I think scientifically it's possible, um, but I don't think we have the capability to do it currently. Just because from a... Okay, let's talk about wormholes. Wait, 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 wait. What do we need to be able to approach that? Is it like... Are we talking about physical capabilities of reaching speeds close to light speed? Well, that would what be, are, one, what be are one, are one of the easiest ways to do it. Right. Or but what we've else proven scientifically that there are multiple wormholes everywhere. They're just so so small we can't obtain them. We can't travel through them. Wait, we've so we've proven there are wormholes. Yeah, but we don't know what they do, right. or do we? Do we know what they so do? So the th- what I've researched basically says that there's nothing that is a smooth or solid surface because everything is made up of atoms and there's space between all of those atoms, right? Wormholes are small enough to fit in the space between those atoms, and they essentially connect all dimensions, including the fourth dimension, which is time, like a neuron set in the brain. There's bridges between one location to another. Well, that's kind of like Stephen Hawking's thing, isn't it? That they're sub, subatomic particles. It's right. the only where that in the fourth dimension would exist. Right. That's, that's according to Stephen Hawking. Well, right. And that's like if you talk about uh, quantum foam, which is what we're talking about now, the small spaces between everything The stuff else. that binds everything. It's called that, foam? It's quantum. the dark matter they're talking about, the fourth dimension. Foam. Well, if you think of foam, it's got holes all the way through it, right? It's... Yeah, that's what they're using those the term for. analogy. Yeah. So the idea is 
Some people believe that wormholes don't travel when, but where. It's like a, a point A to point B, kind of like a teleporting machine through space rather than through time. The problem is we have no ability to test it because they're so small and we don't know how to transverse them yet. Right? We need to get Rick Moranis on the case. Or Ooh. Ant-Man. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. So, now, if you look at time, most people see it as a straight line from start to finish because we can tell what time is based off things that repeat. The sun goes up, the sun goes down. Well, it's just our experience of time. Right. The Everything changes, right? Some people say it's cyclical, how history repeats itself, right? But imagine if you take a piece of paper, start to finish, and you fold it on top of itself. Yeah, that's my phone. That's I'm a good time for your phone. I'm the worst. <laughs> so you take if I go back in time, I would have put my phone uh, on silent. That's great. <laughs> Although theories state that that still would have happened at this moment anyway. It would have. It would have just been quieter. So essentially you're changing the future. I did. That's yep. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have changed this whole pocket. I won't do it, everybody. Now I won't go back in time. I'm going to leave that in there. Wonderful. I see So if you take that piece of paper and you fold it on top of itself so it looks like a U, the start and the finish are now a lot closer together. And if there was a connection between those two points, which would be a wormhole, essentially you could travel to any point on those, on that sheet of paper in your timeline, as long as there's something to connect those two points. Does that make sense? Okay, but uh, so I, here's my my one thought about time travel. The second we are right now, the uh, the point of the universe of where we are right this second, we won't be at that same point a second from now. The Earth is spinning. The planet spinning around the sun. So we are in a different spot. So okay. mathematically, if I say, well, I want to go back an hour in time, the reality is I should be floating in space. Why do I land back in the exact earthly spot, which is not the same spot on a universal map where I was five minutes ago? Well, I mean, uh, technically, you don't always have to. It depends on what you're looking at. I mean, everything we're looking at is hearsay. But if you look at the Philadelphia experiment, they moved like 300 the 300 miles or something like that and 15 minutes in the past I mean I think that that's pretty much proven to be conspiracy but the whole idea being that if if you're going to base it on Earth's rotation I imagine you could move something like that I mean but if you're going to dial it in into time I imagine you could dial it into space well here's another capability for that instead of just going back in time so let's say Bill point A an hour ago and Bill in the future tries to go back to talk to this other Bill what wouldn't happen is there would be two bills in that time frame. You would just take over the consciousness of who you were at that moment. So therefore, you are not traveling to a new location because the Earth's spinning because you had never left Earth from that previous incantation of yourself. So it's like the days of uh, video cassettes, and you would like tape over one of your movies. Right, a movie. You just rewind it. Right, and then you would stop it. But there'd still be those other like sometimes if you like were taping over WrestleMania. Uh, with like someone's wedding or something, and then there's still like that turn. glitch of the macho yeah, there'd man. be that little glitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. What are you gonna do when these twenty-two pythons come? I do. Like, <laughs> like uh, well, that's exactly, that's parallel universes, right? Yeah. Well, everything's going on. That that's the type B. That's right. the type B. That everything's going on at the same time, and that theoretically, if we were to be able to approach speed of light or whatever, to be able to travel through these different points that are already existing, that have already existed, that we could 
go to either one of them, future, present, past, and experience those things. But the, the interesting thing is they're talking about this being able to happen without having ramifications, without paradoxes, because they've already existed. The idea that, that if there were to be a time travel uh, machine made, that that would be already in history, in the future, and in the present. It's already accounted for. And all that time travel has already been accounted for as well. Well, there also wouldn't be any paradoxes if, if you went back in time and immediately started a parallel universe because essentially there would be a new universe or a new function of yourself where you didn't go back in time and therefore you would continue on your step. That's path. also a theory. That's the multiverse theory, the idea that every change creates a new universe and a new timeline that individually goes on by itself and you create all of these different changes. But that, I, you know, I got some... They assume every decision you make. Why is that the point of somebody? This is they'll say the theory of you're walking down a hall and you could go left and you could go, you could go right. If you decide to turn right, that just started a new universe, and the one that turned left started another universe. Yeah, because well, that's like the butterfly effect too. But but why is that significant point the point? Because of let's say you go parent. left and you walk out the door and you get ran over by an asshole on a scooter. It's all right. like a choose your own adventure book. But why you is die it, on the next page? How does the universe? pick that when you have to make a decision we make billions of decisions every day should i take and some of them you don't even think about i'm gonna start walking with my left foot no nope, i'm gonna start walking with my right foot i'm gonna grab a handle with this uh, grab a handle with this hand no i'm gonna grab it with this hand these are things that we make billions of them okay so the idea would be like if i decided hey i think i hear a sound behind me i look behind oh Maybe I already know what the sound is, so I don't look behind. Did that just start two universes of one where but I look behind and one where I look behind? Some of these individuals... Go ahead, Ryan. Let me touch base on that. That's where the chaos theory comes into play. Poincare was a scientist that said that even if we knew all the secrets of the universe, every implication has a direct result on the following implication. Causation. Right. So, to put it in simpler terms, let's say we're playing pool, right? And we know that we're going to shoot the cue ball at the ball and make it in the pocket. And we've done it before. Now let's say that the humidity is different or that there's something on the table that we don't see that changes the path of the cue ball just a little bit. By the time it gets to the ball we're trying to hit, there's so much different space that even if we knew all that information, we couldn't correct it. So when it comes to what you're talking about is which decisions matter, it matters because you turn left versus, let's say, you turn right. If you well, turn Exactly that. That's what I was going to say. And you're talking about the ramifications from some of these tiny decisions. Some of them mean nothing, but some of them lead to World War One with Archduke Ferdinand and turning the wrong way and somebody being in the right spot with a gun who wanted to kill him. I mean, it's just those split decisions that meant, oh, I missed my turn. Now I'm going to turn on the next turn. Okay, but is that just two universes, left or right? Or are there, there other choices? I could not turn. I could just go back. I could sit down and take a nap. Did that just my, my decision of walking to the to a hall that had two different doors? Could that open up six hundred uni- universes? Because from there, I could do so many different things. I could kick the door in. I could walk in really slow. I could peek in. Do every one of these decisions make that? I, I go in a restaurant and there's six appetizers I could choose from, and I choose stuffed mushrooms. But now, are there new universes where one where I ordered buffalo cauliflower and there's one that I got hummus and there's another one that I got well, I think calamari. that you're thinking too focused. Right now, let's say you order the mushrooms versus the cauliflower. Now, let's say the guy in the back who's making the mushrooms had dropped six of them on the floor and thought, you know what, I don't care, I'm going to put them on a plate. Versus, you know, these cauliflower are pristine. So now, <laughs> now you eat the mushrooms, you go home and you get sick, right? And you end up sitting here, you end up throwing up, you end up not leaving the house, 
right? And let's say in the one where you do eat the cauliflower, you go out and you save someone's life. Yeah. You miss the car wreck, butterfly effect, Aston Kutcher shows up. So that's the point though? That's the that's the new universe? Yeah, don't eat don't eat bad mushrooms. That's but that, the that's the point. It's it's the mushrooms picking a, an appetizer didn't change my it didn't change my It's uh, the cumulative actions or lack of actions that causes the function of the new universe to occur. Yeah, see and I I we all know I have a pretty large size head. I have yes. a huge head. But 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 my brain must be really small. Because I do have a hard time fathoming all of that information. But again, like I don't understand when people say, "Oh, well, if you turn left and you turn right, or if you every time you get to a, uh, a turn signal or a turn, you can go left or right. If you turn left, there's a new universal that says you turn right. But why is there not one for the fact that I decided to wear a blue shirt today, and also there's 50 other shirts in my closet, so now there's 50 different universes where I picked, I wore all those different shirts." I mean, that's the thing, Bill. You're going to say something like that, but you're putting yourself in good company with all of these huge philosophers of all of time. I mean, they've got big heads and maybe small brains, but they're all thinking the same thing. They can't decide whether or not... I mean, going through all of this time, uh, what it really means to anybody. Oh, sorry. Sorry. My mic is not close enough. I I lost my train of thought anyway. I think your arm just got tired. (laughs) Well, you know, it's a heavy mic. (laughs) Okay, let's go back to the t-shirts thing before the, a dick joke happens. I do have a lot of shirts, though. I have a lot of t-shirts. I, I have a lot of t-shirts. Okay, so here's the thing. When you're standing in front of all those t-shirts, yeah. you've got a possibility to choose either one, right? At that moment, your possibilities to choose are as equal to the amount of shirts that you have, right? Does that make wow. sense? It's like a Beatles lyric almost. But yeah, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just break this down into five. You have five shirts, each a different color. When yeah. you stand in front of them, you have five different options of which shirt you're going to wear, right? Mm-hmm. Now, let's say you pick the red shirt and you have a horrible day. It doesn't necessarily mean that the red shirt caused you to have a horrible day. It's just that was the iteration that was chosen for you at the actions that you were making, yeah. right? So whether you wear a blue shirt or a red shirt doesn't mean the next time you have that shirt on, you're going to have a shitty day. No, that's not, and exactly, I agree with that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if people say that every time that you come to a decision, when you make that decision, there's now an alternate universe where you made the other decision. Well, who's, who's, who are those people? No, I mean, we can't limit this to that. Maybe there is a new universe. The, the whole problem is we're trying to think about these things with limits. See, I'm thinking about making a mimosa right now. I, uh, so yeah. is there going to be a universe where we continue this podcast where I didn't make mimosa and one that I did? A, a sadder universe. Well, only if... <laughs> Only a more sober universe. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Well, only if there's a direct causation for the effect. Like, what's the what's that going to change? Who deems that now? So now you're saying, who who is the one that makes that decision? Who is the high authority that says this action is you can now get a uni- new universe? So they go, ah, uh, this didn't happen. Anything, no new universe. Who decides that? I think you do. Well, if, I decide if there's going to be like if I if I your actions are the ones I, that you're choosing, right? Yeah, but how did I create a new universe from my actions? And then sometimes I didn't create a new universe from my actions. I'm not saying you did or didn't. I have no idea one way or the other. It's like when you sit there and you're about ready to send that email that you don't want to send or that text message, and you wait for a second. And you're like, you write it out, and you feel really good, but then you feel really shitty, and then you go, you take a deep breath, and you sometimes send it, and you sometimes don't, and then later on you regret it. Okay, but that's I can see that because it's this strong emotion. Like, there's probably a universe out there where I did send that email, that email that's to probably my boss true. or something, my old boss. 
Yeah. And I did. But but you know, there's times that you Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm just curious about the whole alternate universe, parallel universe and there was the uh you know, so so let's let's talk about this for a second. There's a uh, uh, and the guy's name are you guys familiar with Paul Dinuk. Paul Dinuk uh, is from the uh, 1920s. Is that the guy that went into a coma? Yeah, 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 that's the one. He went into a coma and he was in a coma for like a year. And he said the whole when he went into a coma, he went into the year he it was like the year 3906. And he woke up and there was a guy named Andrew Northman who was a, a physician in that year and he became him for that year. Well, where did Andrew Northman go? He was in a coma too, so they both at the same time which one of the things that doesn't 100% make sense they say they were both in a coma for a year but lived each other's lives or he says he lived Andy's life so he said Andy woke up from a coma Andy Northman woke up from a coma or Andrew I shouldn't we're not close enough that I could just say Andy yeah but I think we are okay uh, he said that he woke up and he was a physician <laughs> I was there and he was living he was living in the year 3906 he lived that other gentleman's life they claim at the same time this is parallel, parallel universe type thing because for, he woke up in somebody else's life but the interesting thing is, he said, we were all living on Mars. 21 million people were living on Mars, and there was a global disaster on that planet that wiped out everybody. Wiped out the whole 21 million people. Okay. So if, listen, in the future... Don't go to Mars. Don't go to Mars. I'm just going to say, don't live on Mars. If somebody goes, hey, 20, everything's looking cool. Look at this nuclear power plant we built down here. It's a little leaky, but I don't know. <laughs> Mars, a nice place to visit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they said that there's a huge, and then and then he claims that there was a giant disaster on Earth, but it it, it unified everybody. It brought everybody together and made the universe great, minus the 21 million people that died a horrific death alone on Mars. Right. They had apparently had not seen the Martian. And you had to grow potatoes. I mean, there's a few different prophecies like that. Well, if we get rid of most of us, the rest of us will live in Kumbaya. Yeah, it sounds like the Avengers plot. A, a nice calling? Yeah. Sometimes the Earth needs a nice calling. Uh, well, so I'm not. Sorry. And I said this before the problem with humans is we don't have a predator. Right? I mean, because that's why we don't evolve anymore. We have no need to evolve. We just allow technology and everything else to do it for us. Yeah, we've become our own predator. Stupidity is our predator. Well, they say uh, that uh, Daryl Dean guy claims that. Uh, Robots run everything in the future. Well, I believe that. So this is, but he said, he said, he goes, you go into a McDonald's, and they not the robot takes your order, makes your food, and gives it to you. And that made me sad. Do they want more than nine dollars an hour too? Yeah, me too. Like I want sad. Where's my synthesized food pill? Yeah, it makes me really, really (laughs) sad that that this guy, this Noah guy, claims, or this Geraldine guy, just what he claims. It just kind of annoys me that that if this is all true, we've gone nowhere. True. Well, still, yeah. we've, we've beyond gone beyond. I mean, our technology. And by the way, you can have relations with uh, robots in the future. He claims that you can essentially get it on. With you a can robot. do that now. But are they robots? Or are they just like sex dolls? Is a sex doll a robot? I mean, what's the difference? I'll, so they have. They're developing AI, and they're developing like super realistic sex robots. And you just have to marry the two of them, and then you have pretty much what you're talking about. You're talking about like maybe five years in the future problem with that is how okay if we're worried about building sex robots and not curing cancer then how in the hell are these aliens less intelligent than we are you know what it's because people care more about the money going into the sex industry and not the money going into cancer because the money in cancer is treating cancer and everybody wants to fuck a rumba so yeah right where have you been i don't know i'm still thinking about those synthesized food pills and how vegetables would be a suppository wait wait where what's that from 
Tom just said... I didn't say vegetable suppository <laughs> pill. No. I said pill. You assumed <laughs> well, ass. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> no, you said that, that you want your food... In a synthesized pill, and I'm thinking, man, vegetables would be suppository. <laughs> to shove up my butt. <laughs> you know, as a kid, like, I can't, I, I, vegetables made me gag when I was a kid, but I can't even imagine the reaction. It's like your mom shoving cream spinach up your butt. Well, it's in a pill. You do it yourself, I think. Right. That changes Popeye forever. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, uh, so that's, that's, that's a thing that we just yeah. talked about. So there, there, there's another one. Are you guys familiar with that? Have you guys heard of the Vatican's new mystery? Oh, yeah. That's, Ooh, that's new the one. Mystery of the Week from the Vatican. It's a book called The Vatican's New Mystery. That's the one uh, where they claim that they can synthesize a hologram of um, at any point anything, in time. Anything, any point in time. It has to be in the past. So, uh, Francois Bru is the, uh, the, the guy who wrote the book about it. And he said that uh, Pellegrino Ernetti... Uh, and he also built this with something called the, the chronovisor. Are you familiar with the chronovisor? Well, chrono would be time. Visor would be vision. Washing. Right. And with share. If I could turn my time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they said that they can watch the past, and their proof is that he took a picture of Jesus. He went back and watched. Yeah, but didn't they disprove that and say it looked like a statue? There was a statue that was built at the same exact time. And when did he go back in time? Because... Didn't video cameras exist? Couldn't he take like a motion picture? Well, no. Of what Jesus? happened was, you don't actually go back in time. You just basically it's like oh, you're watching. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right? So so, it's like TV, but you can go through any moment in time. So like he just took a picture because he had his his phone. All I'm saying, I don't know about you guys, but I'm visualizing those old Nickelodeons where you like gotta have to crank the thing and it's just yeah. flipping a bunch of pages as you're watching whatever historical thing you punch in a date and it goes. That's a, that. See now that right there is really interesting because what they talked about is that they they did that based off the radioactive signature of the time frame, right? Yeah, it was, it, that's exactly what it was. Yes. So everything would have a half life, though. Therefore, if it time lasts, if it was too long, you may not be able to reach that because the radioactive isotopes would decay, right? And then what are you talking about? Like with how would that mess up big things mm-hmm. like? Are you just going to get strong readings from nuclear detonations and Fukushima and all these things going to right, where there's screw up l- everything? Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about the concept of Jesus then real quick. Have you ever heard of... <laughs> the concept of Jesus. Well, hold on. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Have you ever heard there's of... a church. <laughs> we're talking about the Vatican, Jesus. They're related. No, yeah. I mean, kind of. Okay. Second cousins, but yeah. Right. Um, have you ever heard of the Lazarus Bowl? I've heard... Okay, no. I know... I've heard of it, but explain it. So the Lazarus Bowl was the bowl. People used to make pots back in the day. You know, that's how they did things. They couldn't just go to the store and buy a pot. They had to make their own. And they were saying that the area that Lazarus was in, which was the guy that died that was brought back by Jesus, there was a lot of quartz crystal in the sediment. So when they were building these bowls, they had high amount of quartz in them. Quartz has been known as an oscillator for years that under certain types of radioactive or heat or pressure signatures, they can actually record or take pictures of it, similar to like a record on a record player. Right. Okay, so I have I have heard of this. They also say that it's, it's the future of recording. They say eventually we're all going to just be recording everything on quartz and it'll last forever. But anyway, go ahead. Right. So the Lazarus Bowl was in supposedly the pottery that contained the incantation or the voice of Jesus who lay, who then raised Lazarus. So, 
what would be really interesting is why wouldn't these people use this chrono visor, chrono whatever it is, to go back to see that, to get that incantation, and then just raise the dead for their own purposes? That just raises more questions, so it's kind of like Bill's question. Why doesn't it, why does it only record the voice of Jesus? Why didn't it record the voice of anybody else to, right at that time? How long was that bowl sitting there? Did Jesus bring the bowl in with him and set it down and say, okay, record? No, well, no the, the idea that, was it was being made at the time that he was going Rise. So the craftsman's sitting there next to Lazarus. Lazarus is dead. Okay, there's a dead guy over there. I'm going to continue making my bowl. What, what are you saying over there, Jesus? You're raising that guy? That's well, fine. right. He, what happened was the guy was making the bowl, and then once he realized it was done, he had that look on his face like Bill did when he said his mimosa sucked. <laughs> yeah, that really hurt my feelings. Uh, so I do have one question about this. So if it's a piece of quartz, mm-hmm. and it's recording audio surrounding it, wouldn't it have billions of years of audio silence, uh, audio recording? It would sound. Why just Jesus? Why just you? Why just that? It would be like giving a, a eighty-five billion terabyte hard drive and say, "I'm going to need you to listen to audio on this and just find this one moment in time." It would take forever. Well, you would have so much. It, it, it's been recording since the day it was conceived. Not necessarily, because it has. It depends on the heat conditions. So let's just simplify, uh, simplify it and say heat condition was 10, pressure condition was 5. So right? Under perfect conditions, you'll get something recorded. Today in Bethlehem, right. we're going to have temperatures of. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If it did it once, you still, I mean, you're talking about 2,000 years of history. It's going to happen hundreds, uh, at least hundreds of times well, in, right. in the interim. And that's what I'm saying, though. So the time frame wouldn't be constant from recording from, oh, this is a piece of crystal to... <laughs> That's now what it, that's what it did. That's this what nature is, did. This is exactly the so it's same. It's almost like a motion detector type thing where it gets activated and then after a while it turns off. Right. That's that's one of the popular theories for why all the the castles are haunted overseas is because the what they were built out of contained a certain amount of crystal that on certain conditions, pressure, temperature, they just replayed that image. And people who oh. were there at the time saw it. So you're talking about the residual haunting. There's not the... Right. It's not saying that here's all this information, go through it, but it's saying at different temperatures and different pressure conditions or however crystals... Here's what I saw. Shit. Bink. Right. This is what happened. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. But still, though, that's got to be the worst game of bingo EVP session, like Bill was saying. You're going to be listening to everything forever. Well, right, but, I mean, if you can go back in time and visualize it happening, right? So, that brings up really interesting thing. I mean, like, kind of on the topic, I watched this movie lately called Somewhere in Time, which is totally a chick flick from, like, the 80s, so don't judge me, but it's actually written by this uh, author called guys. Richard Matheson. He wrote a bunch of great books, like, uh, <clears throat> I Am Legend, but in and, this... Um, what and, dreams may come. And what dreams may come. Right. But in this uh, film adaptation of Bedtime Return Somewhere in Time, he travels back in time because he gets enamored with this picture of this actress he sees. And to do this, he pretty much convinces himself of this time period and eradicates everything from himself that would remind him of the time he's in. How? And so essentially he goes back and he buys 100-year-old clothing. Uh, he'll go out, He got rid of all of his... Uh, change and everything else that was supposed to remind him of the time he was trying to hypnotize himself with his own voice on a tape recorder and then he put it away and was just saying it to himself and he ended up falling asleep and when he woke up he woke up in this time that he had essentially mentally projected himself to that he was fitting into because nothing in his surroundings 
broke that from his mind, so, and then therefore he was able to live in that time period as long as he was. Nothing could take him out of it. That takes stalking to a whole new level. It wasn't. It was, so there were a lot of interesting tones in that movie, but yeah, I'd like it, to read completely through the book because I bet there was a lot that they didn't put in there. I mean, the the movie's painted as a romance, but on that fact, so the interesting part of it not is romantic. He goes through. Yeah. <laughs> He, he goes through two or three days of this stuff, and what pulls him out of everything? Like he makes, he changes history. He goes through, and this woman doesn't know him yet. Um, and then out of nowhere, she falls in love with him. He's there. He's going to go on with his life in the past, and he's just going to stay there. And he's pulling, going through his pockets, and he pulls out this 1979 penny, and he's like, "Oh no!" And he just gets sucked back into the future, uh, just because he gets, you know, suddenly it's broken. The whole image. So, and it is it a mental projection. How do you get there? Well, that's... Is this all happening at one time? And I mean, like, it, so it's interesting how he's able to do that. So, basically, he... Astrally, astro, he astral astral projection. projected himself back. Yeah. Um, With suppository pills. Okay. Well, here's my question. If he went back in time and he had all this gear on, mm-hmm. why did he have a penny in the first place? Hey, he forgot it. So he had ch- emptied out all of his change knowing it would screw him up. And I think there was just a penny tucked way back in the vest pocket. But it's like you always find occasionally you're digging through your pocket. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I didn't know this was here. And, and they, were, they were commenting about his. So his, the attire he had bought was like 15 years earlier than the time period. So she was kind of making fun of it and saying, I want to buy you a new suit. And he said, why is everybody talking about my suit this whole time? You know, I think it's great. And I even got this little pocket for her. And he pulls out this penny. And what happens? He just turn into a He goes, suit? Ah! It's, it's Christopher Reeve, like Superman. So it's kind of like he gets kryptonite. The penny's kryptonite. And suddenly he's dying, and then Jane Seymour's like, oh, no, where are you going? She's really beautiful, this movie, by the way, because it's so old. But yeah, guys, you ought to watch it. It's a terrible movie about time travel. So really quick trailer or synopsis of this movie. Guy sees picture of hot girl, decides... Oh, can't get out of his head. He's, he's, he's a writer, decides, and he's got writer's block. And he goes to this random hotel, and he's checking out this chick. From like 30 years ago. No, from like uh, maybe 80 or 90 years ago. Eight, 80 or 90 years ago. Well, maybe 70. I think it was 1912 and it was in like 1980, so 70 years. So he goes back in time so he could get some strange. No, no, just to make her fall in love with him. Uh, you know, but there's another way to go about this also. He could have had another parallel universe where he dug up her corpse and tried to reanimate it. And, and then, then sex with it. So that's the thing. Are how you many just putting your two cents in? How here? many universes have no, come in? Cent. He found it was a penny. <laughs> that's what my joke was. Thank oh. you. <laughs> Did I step on your joke? No, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if we could go back five seconds, <laughs> the show would be so much better. <laughs> it would make so much more yeah. sense. <laughs> wow. A little bit. Yeah, but see, you're right. Yeah, maybe that's what actually happened. You know, there's. It's funny because there's dozens and dozens of pictures. Videos where they say, oh, look, this proves because there's like a Tyson fight where it looks like somebody's filming it with an iPhone. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. There's a video of that. There's videos of like there's an old video that shows like some woman on her phone in like Harlem, 1910, and just like looking at a cell phone walking. It's just, people see these things and they go, well, there's some proof. Well, there's, there's Photoshop. There's uh, there's even they there's the girl. They say there's a woman. Uh, what was it? The, the girl with the. They say she disappeared, like at uh, uh, when JFK was shot. She was on the streets, and then she like disappeared. Oh, the lady who was supposed to have the camera and yeah. was filming the whole thing. Well, they say she disappeared. Yeah, and that they never found the film. People and, will say uh, that she was from another dimension. She was wa- recording it for the future. Went back in time to record it, and then disappeared. There's a lot of that kind of stuff where you get they they find these pictures where they say, "Oh, look, here's proof." 
Or there's the one where they say they found Jay Z in an old picture. But <laughs> what about the archaeologists have found like the Swiss Swiss watch and like a five thousand year old tomb? Yeah, so there is some uh, of that stuff. That that makes more sense to me than Photoshop. Right. Then th- those make the most interesting like arguments for time travel for me when you find something completely out of place in an archaeological dig. Yeah, something that scientists are going to go. What is going on there? Right? Yeah, we're just going to make that. up a story. Oh, it's a cool story. Or there's one about the guy found a hammer in a piece of petrified rock or whatever it was. And the hammer itself was so old that it predates any knowledge of people using tools. So why that not may not be time travel, it still shows that there's a lot about the past that we have no idea. So it's like some time traveler and he's doing a little bit of construction and comes back and he's like, oh, crap, I lost my hammer. Yeah, and now oh. there's... Now it rains donuts. Well, right, and you're talking about, like, <laughs> earlier we made that uh, link between aliens and time travel, and so a lot of, when we're talking about the ancient alien theory before, about aliens going back and giving us all of this in- information and technology, what's to say we don't go back? The best of us don't go back and give ourselves this information and technology. And maybe maybe aliens are us from the future doing the same thing to us. I think that's also... Well, well okay, so that that comes there. up with like what we talked about earlier was the roommate theory and the Bing Bang theory, right? Where they're all everyone's standing together, and they go, if someone one of us creates time travel in the future, they have to come back to this moment now to tell us, and then they realize what they said, so they all just stop to wait to see if it happens, right? I think that's <laughs> funny. Now, yeah, but but then there are people who, like the guy who built the machine that you're supposed to put the time travel box between your legs. And when it goes back in time, it sends a very violent electric shock through your body. And what he ended up doing was frying his testicles. Do you not, do you not remember that? I remember it from Napoleon Dynamite. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't remember, like, the... Yeah. I do remember they were selling a lot of time travel equipment right. on eBay. Uh, and people would claim, like, this worked. And now I came back because I want to make $28. Like, people were, like, claiming that kind of crap. Well, I feel like we should... Get one of those and a Dybbuk box and see if we can send the Dybbuk box back in time. Okay, well, oh, that's good because I'm not putting that thing between my legs. Uh, if you go back, okay, so listen, if you can go back in time, and but you could only just like something mild, you can just go back and do one thing. What would it be, Ryan? You, you go yeah, I could just do one thing. Just one, just mild. It's just a very, you can't go back and like you have, you have 38 seconds to go back in time and tell yourself something. What would it be? Winning lottery numbers. Okay, that's good. What do you got? What do you got, Tom? Man, I am drawing. I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. Isn't that nothing? He would just rewind that eight-bit porn video he watched. No, I'm gonna go 38 seconds back from when I was doing this and listen to you ask Ryan that question again. (laughs) Well, Tiny, what would you do? See, it's hard. (laughs) Well, uh, when you originally said you could go back, but for a short amount of time, it's like, oh, like for 24 (laughs) hours. And just experience the past for 24 hours. Then I had a story. And I'm like, oh, I would do that. Then you went, tell yourself something. 38, 38 seconds. seconds. You're like, just going to freak out whoever the hell you appear in front of. Like, oh, my God, Marty, don't worry. You know, you know what are you going to do here? Like, this if I could go dark. back in time for a few hours, I would go see a Queen concert. Yeah, but you have you can go back and, <laughs> and go back in time and tell yourself one thing. You could just go back in time and tell Freddie Mercury to wear condoms. Right? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, and then go to a Freddie, or go to a Queen concert. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I he saw, wouldn't do it. They, they were talking about it. They told him he didn't want to do it. Uh, well, he's just like get it on. I tell myself not to grow a soul patch. I had a soul Ooh. patch for like a year, and I would like stop myself. Oh yeah, I, I, would, I would tell myself don't perm your hair. 
yeah. I think oh, mine's yeah. still the best. You know, I would have told myself not to sell a lot of cars I sold, but I'd probably end up living in them by now. You're like, so. okay, you have 38 seconds, you have a pen. And I guarantee you wouldn't, Ryan. Oh, you want to Futuristic okay, pen goes okay, back to why, past Why pen. would past Ryan not have a pen when future Ryan knew he was going back in time? I would just write the damn numbers down and go back in time. No, it's like, like Terminator. But did future Ryan it's know that you were going back in time before you went the first it's, time? But you can't you can't teleport with your clothes. It's all naked. So then, so then, you, oh, so now... Future, Ryan, okay. Then I would get a, naked. Okay, hold on. And you're like, okay, I got you. Holy I shit. got you. I would get. You I stop would win. I would like, put the happened? winning tattoo numbers on my chest. Go back in time and be like, take a picture of this and play these numbers. Less than 38 seconds. I'm a million. See, we're back to memento for like the third time. You just write this crap all over your body, Am and then I when wrong? you wake up in the morning, you go, "What the hell is this?" Okay, stuff? that takes less than 38 seconds though, and I'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> quick magic marker, my chest." Well, yeah. I mean, what's the problem? Okay, if it's not real, I'm out two bucks. Well, it depends on when you go back, because it was only a dollar. <laughs> well, it, it depends on what you do with those numbers. What you could do with those numbers could change the course of history. I don't care. You Maybe you dial them on the phone. No. Get no, Kim no, Jong-il. Okay, listen. Numbers on your chest. Go back. Take a picture. Play the Powerball. I'm not going to dial those numbers on a phone. I don't know. You know what you guys should do though. This, this is just next time, like you're like bored, run into a coffee shop, and then just start screaming and ask everybody what year it is. And when they tell you, just go, "It worked!" and then just run out. <laughs> we should do that. Except, you know, I can't even get into your building without pushing the numbers six times. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, no, it's too far in the future. <laughs> I know that code. It's not. And it, it knows the more beers you've had, the harder it is. There's times I've actually switched doors. I'm like, I'm just going to go to the back door because that code works easier. That happened a lot. Too many times. <laughs> Cry and fall asleep outside the building. <laughs> Way too many times. <laughs> if I could go back. Yeah. <laughs> well. That's that's the key to your other mimosa. Yeah. We yeah. talked about earlier. Which I didn't. I didn't. See? I only had the one so far. But so, I'm gonna have another one. See, this would have been a much happier show. I said it. This was the sadder show. Damn it. Hey. So listen. I, I think I th- we're coming to an end. Uh, but I want to bring up one thing real quick. Uh, two weeks ago. Uh, oh, you're going to pull up the picture? Uh, two weeks ago, Tanya and I were walking. We just were walking to the cemetery. Uh, whatever, what's the name of that cemetery? Uh, it's the one on Warm Spring. Okay, the old cemetery. We were trying to find basically the oldest that we could find. 1804 was the oldest me born in 1804. Pretty cool. Walked around, looked at some old ones. Uh, and I walked in this one spot, and this chill came over me. I walked between a bunch of... Yeah. You can't hear me. Grab a grab. Oh, here. Um, we were walking and he literally gasped, just like, <gasps> and just stopped and was just. I was like, "What is going on?" And he's like, "I just had the biggest chill go through my entire body." And then I walked, kept walking past it, and I tried to find out where it was. And when I stood in that spot, I couldn't breathe. I had a hard time, very hard time, taking a very deep breath. I just was like taking these shallow breaths, and then I walked away, and it was fine. It was just really weird. Looked around, read all the tombstones, looked at there. She's got a picture she's going to show you right now. Here, so really would you consider that to be paranormal to you right then? Oh, in the middle of the daytime. Yeah, yeah, it was. So I don't know why people always think ghosts have to come out um, at night. I, was, I wondered the same thing. That's right one of my there. biggest questions. Yeah. We've talked about that before. Yeah. So yeah. We'll talk about it again. Right now, Tanya's showing them the pictures. Interesting. So what are we looking for? And how nice I look. Oh, just something that stands out. It'd be a weird looking at Bill amongst headstones. I was waiting for like the tombstone to say Bill Doty. That's a, look there at this. Is, actually, there is. I was named after my uncle who died right before I was born, so there's a William A. Doty tombstone. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of it. Is there an orb? 
Is there you and an orb? It's just, I'm not saying, it's, somebody took it for me, I didn't take the picture. But, so what do you think of the whole situation? Well, it was just kind of interesting, you know, I, I've, get, I've got chills, you know, walking down the street in the wind. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the hard to breathe thing, the two of them together. Uh, Tom, jump in. <laughs> He's the only one I know in this room can sing, unless you can sing. I can't I, sing. I was just listening to the two of you guys, I'm loving it. I'll, I'll do the sandy part. Keep going. I don't need <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, I don't know how I felt about it other than twice standing in that spot. I got the... And we walked through, you know, by 150 tombstones. And then suddenly I step in that one between those four and just this deep... It felt like my body actually shook a little bit. It ran all the way up through me. And then I just felt different. What was the weather like that day? It was... It was... Nice, it was, nice and um, chilly. Sunny. It was, it was sunny. It was a little bit breezy and it was cool out it wasn't warm it was a little bit cool but i mean i was maybe 10 feet away from him did you feel anything no and i walked through all of those and we I should go back out there like and see if you all. can recreate the feeling and that's kind of why i took all the pictures so we would know exactly where it happened mm-hmm. but yeah i i was kind of hoping i would feel something and i was like keep in mind i don't experiencing anything people listening that i, I don't believe in ghosts yeah. Well, would you consider that to be a paranormal experience then, or did well, you? Well, like, didn't label indigestion. That. Like I said, <laughs> I've walked down the street and had a weird vibe happen. Mm-hmm. We walked by a lot of. It's not like I got that cemetery and I was like, "Ooh, the cemetery gave me that feel." We were in that cemetery for forty minutes prior to this happening, walking around looking at tombstones, and then suddenly I stepped on that one spot and a chill came over me. That stopped you. Yeah, well, I stopped it. I slowed down for a second, and then I just kept walking. And I told her, I said, whoa. I just said that was like a really weird feeling. And I explained what happened, and she said, see if you can do it again. And then she, and then I went there, and I was like, yeah, I'm having a hard time breathing standing right there. And we looked at all the tombstones and figured out what was there. Let's see if, you, know. you should research the person's name to see yeah, how they died. Well, the thing that is, is I was in the middle of four or five different tombstones. So it would be really Yeah, he, it wasn't. It necessarily super close to Did one you get a picture of all of them though? So uh, yeah. So the one thing well, I would just research about, her death. Well, I thought about there was a big open area in there and I really I thought what if there's somebody was buried here and there's no tombstone. Could be. Hmm. But I don't know. That happens a lot. You know, people move stuff around or When I lived in uh, Atlanta and uh, sometimes you'd go out in an area and you would just find tons of tombstones marked one to, you know, just 37, 643, because they were the slaves that were built out there. But occasionally they would just be doing constructions and they would hit a bunch of very shallow graves with bones in them just because people were just, that's how they buried a lot of slaves out there. Hmm. But it could have been, could have been a caveman buried there. I mean, why does burial make a difference? We're moving into a whole different society that more people want to be like tree potted and turned into ashes and pressed into a diamond. I mean, how does that linger? Yeah, you drive around to like upstate New York. And you'll drive by two or three miles of just all cemetery and then a little tiny town because that place has been there for forever, 400 years, and they're just running out of places to bury people. Right. And I'm going to have my ashes scattered all over Disneyland is what I'm going to have done. <laughs> I'm not going to ask him to Space Mountain. No, uh, no, no, no. It'll be uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. There you go. I'm, I kid you not. This is what's going to happen. 
That'd be great. So, so besides that, though, I think this is a, this is a good episode. Do you have anything else anybody wants to cover talk about? Yeah, there was one thought about the whole time travel thing I was going to do. I just want to cite this guy if I'm going to talk about it real quick. So it was interesting because they were talking about it in the sense that if there were going to be, <clears throat> let's see here. Who are you citing so I can pull it up? Let's see. I've got it right here. It's Niven's Law. It says it's from the theory and practice of travel by Larry Niven in 1971. And pretty much what he said was, if the given is that the universe of discourse permits both time travel and the changing of the past, which means it'll allow you to do that, then the time machine will not be invented in that universe. And pretty much what he's saying is the law of causation of physics says that if you're allowed to go back and change willy-nilly the past however you want to, that every change is going to create a new future, right? And so in every of these futures, you're going to pretty much create the same kind of situation, a new situation where people can go back and change at any time, any time there's a creation of a time machine. Until you reach a point where nobody has ever created a time machine, and then it will stay the same. Otherwise, you're stuck in a perpetual change, like you're rolling the dice every time somebody changes something in the past. So you're stuck in these dice rolls until you come upon one where there's never been a time machine, and then you can progress along that timeline. Yeah, that makes, that makes perfect sense. I saw an interesting quote um, about that, and it's just this stupid, like, feel-good, fuzzy quote. But a lot of people believe that if you could go into the past and change something, then that's going to change everything that happened after that point. But so very few people feel like if they'd make a small change in the present, that it would have any effect on their future. Right. So, I mean, like, not to get all hokey, but maybe time travel doesn't exist. If, you, if it's always going to be the same thing, everybody can change what they want until you get stuck here. But like Tanya's saying, if you don't change anything, nothing ever changes. Well, there's also a theory that basically says that the present doesn't exist. Because as we are all having this conversation, by the time I think it, versus the time I say it, versus the time you hear it, it's already in the past. Presentism. Right. Yeah. It just makes me think of a dark helmet, right? And the whole space balls thing. Right now. We just missed it. When? <laughs> just now. True. Again, this is my tiny brain. Can't even begin to do the math on this. But I could, I could, do, I could debunk the, some of the current math that's already out there when people try and say, I mean, you watch these tapes and these people that claim they're from the past... And you read these other, you know, there's the, uh, in the 2000s, early 2000s, there was, a, there was a guy that had a blog out that he claimed that, and people were falling for it. People are like, this is real. And you're, you will get half the people that will go, well, it's real. Look, he said it's real. And the, you know, like that Noah guy shows this video from the future, and it looks like just from a video game. It's just like, here's Las Vegas in the future. Well, here's another really interesting idea. Why are people only coming back from the future? Right? Why isn't there someone who made a time machine in the past and go, I'm going to go to the future? It's just less compelling because if someone from 50 years ago showed up now and told us everything we already knew, no one would listen to it. Well, it's not even that. I mean, the whole laws, that's the laws of time. If you're going across the timeline, going from the beginning to the end, you can't create a time machine and then go to where you haven't created it. Who's to say that that isn't create? It's not already existing because that defies the laws of physics. No, you that, can't. No, that defies the laws of your time. Well, that's the thing. You can't there. So that it bends laws of physics. One, you can't take that. The you can't take it and just make it come out of nowhere. It it, it bends the laws of mass. It can't just appear okay, out of nowhere. You're assuming that time doesn't exist if we're not here to experience it, right? I suppose so. So yeah. let's say the time is cyclical, like we talked about, mm-hmm. and we know that this is all going to be one giant path. 
right? If we can pick any point on the timeline, whether it's the future, whether it's the past, all we're doing is we're not going to a place where it doesn't exist. We're just basically fast-forwarding everything until we So what you're talking about is like the future Robinson where they got to go all the way around the clock. Right. Go all the way back to the birth of man, all the way up through creation to back to where you left. Right. Ah. So my God, so I guess a better question to that, I mean, that's possible, but if these guys are coming back from 2033 and whatever, and 2028 is when time travel is made legal, yeah. how come they can't come back and go back? How come they're stuck here? No, no, I no mean, they can go back. They can. They they're can just, the future because some of them said that they went to the future. They're just soliciting. So they say... They'll they'll talk about oh, I've gone here, I've gone there, I've gone to the future, I've come back. You're yeah, right. wait, I went to Paris in twenty fifty five, guys. It was beautiful. Yeah, but I don't understand why they don't come back here and be like, listen, this is the stuff that's happening. This is how it works. This is how we can make it better or prevent it from happening. Because it's idiocracy in the beginning, the future. We're all on downhill slide anyway. Maybe thirty years is just that much worse. Well, maybe. And on that note, that sad, <laughs> depressing note. Let's end on a positive note. <laughs> We're all doomed. Now I'll go back at 38 seconds and change that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, I think this was, a, this was a good one. I really like this. We have to follow fun. up on this one again in the future. I think, yeah. <laughs> I did or not need to do that. We should, we, uh, I really think that this is uh, Whoa, mind blown. Accidentally, yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, uh, future selves, if there's anything that you want to do right now to this moment and and come back, this is the moment to do it because it will be on the podcast. So future selves in three, two, one. Well, time travel doesn't exist. Okay, well, these aren't in our <laughs> lifetime. That was our proof. This has been our time to prove that it was right, and which means we're all going to die in 2027 because 2028, when this thing comes out, we won't even be around. What if we're just late and, like, we get... We see a future Tom in the elevator. It wouldn't be me because I wasn't even paying attention when Bill was talking. So when he did the three, two, one thing, I was gonna—I would have been late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, now, yeah, in about three minutes, Tom's gonna go. We should have done this thing where we told future selves to come back and visit us. Well, we're gonna turn it off, and suddenly future Tom's gonna be standing here in the living room. He's like, "Yeah, am I? Oh, I'm late. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, my bad, guys. I just have to get a robot McDonald's burger. Yeah. Uh, sorry. He's probably thinking my whole life is a series of three minutes. Yeah." <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. All right. Well, uh, this is a good one. Uh, remember, everybody subscribe. Everybody, uh, you know, we're on, we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on all sorts of stuff. We're you can be merry. We're in the future. Uh, we're in the past. Be scary. Tom and Ryan and, and Tanya and myself. Eat, drink, what? and be scary. You said eat, drink, and be merry. Oh, that was the Christmas episode. Uh, <laughs> maybe, eat, drink, and be scary. I'll edit that out. Hey, future, though. You can back and, uh, Make sure. mistake. <laughs> He's going to be scary. Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. All right, everybody. Uh, all right. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.